Sunday mornings are reserved for church, but Saturday morning, that's an altogether different kind of ritual. It's probably different for each one of us, and it's certainly less enjoyable for some than others, but one thing we can agree on is the satisfaction we get from looking at the perfectly trimmed grass that frames our humble residence. While some call it a chore and others call it a labor of love, we dutifully make pass after pass, getting the lines just right before moving to the next part. We all have our different ways of bringing our yard to the pinnacle of perfection, and we pass that knowledge down from generation to generation, each person improving on the last, at least in their own eyes. But why? Why do we take the time to mow our grass, and why do we take such pride in the job and treat it with such pomp and circumstance? Is it for ourselves, our neighbors, the HOA? Let's take a snip at this topic today and see if we can come to grips with our obsession of mowing the lawn. Hey guys, welcome to this episode of Man Shaking. The show is a secret handshake that gets you directly into the man club. I'm Chris. I'm Lyle. So sit back, relax, kill some time, and join us in our meanderings that is sure to inspire world peace. So grab me a beer on the way to the fridge. Let's hang out for a bit. How you been, man? Well, now that I got my beer open, um, <laughs> I'm better. It's okay. been a hectic ass week. Uh, yeah, well, I, I know one part of your week when we had to uh, postpone a taste bud shoot so we could go chase your cows off the highway. You mean much like postponing this shoot so we could go to your farm and see who was breaking into your field? <laughs> yeah, and it's always something. It's, it's always, always something, <laughs> man. Yeah, so this has been a week of. A lot of going-ons. I mean, a lot of it's just been worked down here, trying to set up for this new audio podcast, which basically entailed building a studio from scratch. Yeah, but but in a very scary place. Yeah, we're in <laughs> we're in a basement in a hundred what do you think, hundred twenty-ish years old, probably. The, the building, yeah, the building across the street was eighteen ninety-two. So. It's, uh, it's I, a ways. I had read something. This was 1899, but I never found that concrete evidence. But So we're going to say it's around 100 to 120 years old. And the story went that this was once some type of uh, morgue or hmm. something. Was if it wasn't in this room, it was in one of the buildings right next to it. That's so, why I got the chills right now. Yeah, yeah no, that's probably the air conditioner. <laughs> I'm sure everybody can hear that as well. <laughs> oh, anyways. Uh, yeah, so it's been, a, it's been quite the week of just doing stuff. Work's mm-hmm. been crazy, dealing with all the pandemic stuff, and it's just one thing after another. And then, of course, we shoot several several nights a week down here for our YouTube channel as well. So Yeah. Um, all right. So uh, what do we got going on today? So today we are going to shoot our very first episode of Man Shaping. Man shaping. Man shaping. You know what that mm. means, right? Yeah. It means... Uh, no, that's not what it means. No. Okay. That's the wrong... <laughs> I know what you're going to say. That's not what we're talking about. Oh, you know, it, it, we probably will, or at least should do, an episode on that at some point. That's manscaping you're talking about. I know, but we should yeah. we should do a manscaping, man shaping show. I, yeah. Yeah, actually, I, th- I love that idea. At some point. Yeah, we most certainly will. For now, though, we are going to just pick some other random topics. But uh, I think before then, let's 
let's let's well first let's make this uh, an official unofficial sponsor. Mm. I think that's the first thing we got to do. Official unofficial sponsor. Yeah, because okay. I got my beer open. Mm-hmm, yeah, but I don't have my drink open. Yeah, my glass is a little empty as well. Uh, what? Who's bringing this episode <laughs> well, to us today? Chris? This episode of Man Shaping is unofficially made possible by this bottle. Uh, whoops! What bottle do we have? Oh, Jose Cuervo Traditional. When you want to look like you're still paying for shitty tequila, pick Traditional. That's Jose Cuervo Traditional. It does inspire a weird connotation. It's pretty. Yeah. It's pretty good, actually. But it, it's not even a particularly uh, expensive or cheap. It's you know twenty two, twenty four dollars a bottle, something like that. Yeah, I believe it's an appropriate level. But it's really good. Uh, but it, you still look like you're picking up a bottle of uh, Jose Cuervo. Cuervo so, yeah. You know, when that's what you're going for, uh, go for the better stuff. Oh, yeah. That's good stuff. Okay. So let's... Mm. I, I think before we introduce our topic, we introduce ourselves. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, that makes sense. It's the first okay. episode. Yeah. So, uh, you want me to do like an interview style? You want me to ask you uh, 10 things about you? Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> Go ahead. We'll see where this lands. Oh, boy. Uh, okay. So, taste buds. <clears throat> we always start off with farmer friend Chris Horn. Mm-hmm. You are a farmer. I am a farmer. You are a friend. Till fr- till Friday. Friday, I'm selling what cows I have, and then I'm out of that for a bit. Because <laughs> they got on the road. No, you because have more tenacity than that, man. <laughs> no, because uh, we don't have any water out there. Okay, well, we're, we're completely. It, the creeks are dry. It's been too dry. We got not enough grass, not enough water, and it's it's time to move them out temporarily until I get a better situation. That is a fair point. Yeah. Um, okay. So uh, what else do you got going on? I know you do like construction stuff and a whole bunch of other stuff. I'll let you fill all those blanks Yep. In. So uh, most of my life, I've swung a hammer, dug ditches, uh, done all those kind of things. A lot of self-employment, uh, I guess, is the best way to put it. Do uh, you ever feel sad when someone asks you, like, where you're filling out, like, a form, and it says, like, occupation, or they ask you your occupation, and you go, uh, self, and it just sounds like... They just have this look in your in their yeah. eyes. Like, they're like, I know you're lying. You yeah. don't have a job. You have no job. <laughs> I man, I've always worked all for myself or my dad or something like that. We've we've just always had family businesses, and um, that's been most of my life up until the last few years. And when I say few years, I mean like 15. Mm-hmm. Um, I took a job as a manager, a territory manager with a company, and. Uh, they work in an entertainment industry, and that's what I've done for the last that several years. A, that is a loose term. It is a loose term. <laughs> I don't want everybody to just think on what that could mean. The entertainment You're industry. wrong. <laughs> it's not that. <laughs> oh. Anyways, um, yeah, other than that, I still do a lot of stuff on the side. and I've, I've been with everything. I call myself a jack-of-all-trades. but I um, think that's a fair description. Yeah. So, uh, Mr. Strickland... I mean, I think if anybody has ever heard of either one of us, it's going to be that they've heard of you. Uh, maybe. Maybe you and your how many thousands of followers you have and fans. <laughs> I thought you were going to say guitar picks. <laughs> no, that has to be in the millions by now. 
<laughs> oh, I do have, I spread guitar picks everywhere with yes. my name on them. Yes, he has a hole in his pocket, I think, <laughs> that is specifically guitar pick so size. It's a separate pocket in the bottom of my boot jeans, uh, in the bottom of my jeans, and I just shake my leg a little bit. And it's like just a spring out. It's like a cedar yeah. behind the tractor. <laughs> yeah. So you, uh, you are a musician. That's the number one thing anybody's going to know about you, right? That's, yeah, that, I would say that's the most, um, uh, well, I want to say the most important thing in my life, but I got a, a yes. little baby coming. That's and, right. Congratulations. I, I feel like that's probably going to move up uh, on the scale a little bit. Uh, I'm also married. One would hope. <laughs> so uh, those two things, I'm going to say they're all equal in my heart. It's a okay. triangle there. Love. I'm trying to dig myself out of a hole. Is your, is your, <laughs> you're going to name your kid Taylor, ain't you? Boy or girl, right? Oh, that's a good... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I say that one of my kids' names Taylor. So is that why? Because because the guitars? No, because oh. my great grandma was a Taylor. Oh. oh, that's cool. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, I'm a musician. Uh, I'm also a farmer. I'm keeping my cows um, because I can water them. Yeah, well, <laughs> they're better well than I do. But uh, you've got. I've got a fair number more cows than you. You do. Um, I have. I'm down to four. I'm up to 160. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I farm. Uh, my mom and I run a uh, coffee shop um, uh, here in our hometown of Buffalo, Missouri. I do some video work, some social media stuff, and I just whatever, like whatever's interesting. My my next job, I'm positive, is going to be putting in koi ponds. Yeah, that's what I've got the, <laughs> the bug for right now. Yeah, well, those are kind of cool, and I've seen the one you put in front of your house. And I, know, I like. I want to I want to do more, and I want somebody to pay. I don't even want to get paid for the labor. I just want to just buy the materials. I'll do it. I'm excited. I've, I've got an idea for one behind my house, but it'll be a while before I do it. Okay, well, I'm, I'm ready. It's going to require <laughs> water pumps that pump a lot of water and a waterfall and mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. So that'll be that'll be interesting. You also, uh, your cattle isn't just uh, random cattle. You take care of beef and yeah, you actually market that. Direct consumer, grass-fed organic beef. Uh, all that fun stuff, which I like to say is just the same kind of cows my great grandfather ran. That's so. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. So I guess the biggest thing to say about us is uh, we both grew up in this little small town in southwest Missouri. Yeah. And uh, or if you're on sitting across from me, you're going to say Missouri. Uh, I am because yeah. I'm on the southern side. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> I don't know. That's probably the the nuts and bolts of what you need to know about us for now, other than just to say, hey, you know, we're uh, various educated people, mostly through life. We're uh, the things we're going to talk about it here is not necessarily stuff we're qualified to talk about. We're not qualified to talk about any of this. (laughs) But we're going to quantify it. Oh, like quantify it by the number of episodes. We just like just keep just spew it out there. Yeah. Just I meant more in the uh, the spirit of our many vast life experiences. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. That kind of quantification. <laughs> so, all right, let's get to uh, the man shaping podcast and what and why are we doing what we're doing? Yeah. Um, I basically, I think we've decided every week we're going to pick a random topic and we're going to figure out a way to apply it to the men's way of thinking. Now, before you get Yeah, I'm already, I'm a little triggered. Yeah. Before you get too triggered, (laughs) we say men's way of thinking, not because the women are not allowed to be here or wanted, 
but because we're both men and that is the only way of thinking we currently know. That is the perspective that we're coming to the yeah. table with. And and that's the thing is that like, I don't know. Yeah, I understand that like gender roles have done a lot of harm throughout the years and there's some there's a lot of negative connotations about being a man or or having those traditional gender roles. And what we're trying to do here is basically say like, hey, yeah, there's some there's some shit that went down that wasn't great. Yeah, here's but why we do what we do. By the same token, we've lost some of the good stuff. We've thrown the baby out with the bathwater to an extent, and we want to celebrate and highlight the the good parts about those uh, traditional roles. And in a society where we are right now, I say gender roles, but I mean like I don't think that necessarily gender is probably not the best term for it because I don't think it necessarily only uh, applies to just straight white men. Yeah, we're not going to isolate this down to just us. But this yeah. is, like Lyle said, this is a perspective we come from. So uh, we also like to name manscaping and uh, <laughs> manshaping. I said manshaping. I've got that fused. Yeah. Uh, we've liked that name, and it seemed apropos. So that's why we're doing what we're doing. And... Uh, Anyways, we're also going to take a little time to poke fun at ourselves, you know, because that's no. what we do. We like hanging out and joking and <laughs> laughing, as we thought, why not? Um, we're going to do our best to come up with a legit reason for the psychology to do what we do as a man. Yeah. Well, you got to have an excuse, yeah, right? I mean, we got to have an excuse. <laughs> Probably tell a lot of dick jokes as well, I'm guessing, if it's going to be a, a man's podcast. Only, only when we're drinking George Dickel whiskey. Dickel whiskey. <laughs> Look for that episode on those taste buds. <laughs> Uh, we're going to make sure everyone here knows that we are absolutely talking out of our asses. Do not take us seriously, but just slightly under that, we also would like for everybody to take a deep breath, mm-hmm. have a, get a little introspective to themselves, and maybe, just maybe through all that, we'll make the world a more friendly place. Yeah. That's, that's at the end of the day, that's what we're looking for, right? That's right, what we're looking for. So, what is this episode about? This episode is about mowing your lawn. Mowing your lawn. Yeah. Now, this is not a man shaping mowing your lawn. Uh, no, this, <laughs> this is uh, tangibly, literally your lawn. Okay. Not your actual grass. Pubic lawn. Yeah. <laughs> not the bush. <laughs> Trimming the bush. <laughs> no, we're, well, that's another episode for another I, day. We're definitely going to do that oh, once yeah. we get rolling a little bit and have uh, our have feet to. under us. Yeah. It's going to happen for but, sure. But uh, no, this is about mowing the green, green grass in front of your house. Um, here's where this started, right? Is this you have this connotation of like, you know, men, manly men, and their lawnmowers going to the hardware stores and like drooling over these big lawnmowers. That came from this like 1950s kind of picturesque, like little house with a perfectly trimmed lawn and a white picket fence kind of thing. We're going to get to all that history, but that's that image, that cultural thing that has permeated through decades is where this started. And it's because it's, it's supposed to be like a man's activity, right? Mm, yeah. So let me ask you a question right up front. Mm-hmm. Do you even cut your grass? I do not cut my <laughs> I knew that. That's why I asked you that. Uh, why or why not do you not cut your grass? I think it's important to have 
uh, a nicely presentable lawn. Yes. But I fucking hate mowing the lawn. I hate it. It's, <laughs> I've got I've got a tad of asthma. I've got a lot of allergies, and I just don't like it. I have a little. I even bought a rider mower. I have a John Deere like little yep. riding mower. It's not a zero turn, but it's just no, a riding mower. It's a nice mower. mower. Yeah, sure it is. Um, it is. I like it. You want to buy it? Well, I don't need it. I've got one. Yeah, and we'll get to that later <laughs> with your Mercedes of lawnmowers. Mercedes of lawnmowers. Um, That's right. No, I, I just don't like the activity. I When I was young, um, my mother had me push mow the lawn. I put that in big quotes uh, when we lived out in the middle of the woods, and it was mostly just like rocks and leaves. Um, I just hate it. I don't like it, uh, but I do enjoy a nicely cut lawn, a freshly cut lawn. And I think it's more important to, whether you do it yourself or someone else does it, it's about keeping your space up, which we'll talk about all that stuff in a bit. But Well, that's that's fair. And I knew you didn't cut your grass that much because you've actually had me come and cut it for you. I have. And uh, the reason I say that time. is because of that story there. The uh, cu- One of the first times I went over there, I actually had my son come over and mow. Yeah, yeah. why was that? Why weren't, why weren't you cutting the lawn? I was drinking beer with you. <laughs> See, wouldn't you rather be drinking beer than mowing the lawn? In that instance, I had someone sit and drink beer with. It was it was cool, <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So my son was out there mowing on this uh, uh, ride mower up and down the the yard, it's and a pretty big mower. When I mow my yard, I mow on the lowest setting or one of the very lowest settings because I mow my yard a lot. I know what's in it. I know I'm not going to hit anything. My yard's not like good for that setting on a on a normal day but i just had a water line put in right so it was a little disturbed oh there were boulders boulders yeah. everywhere and i feel like i told my son this but uh you did i heard it. i heard you but for whatever reason he was buzzing along and he clipped one of those rocks and that thing came out from underneath that <laughs> mower at about 150 <laughs> mile an hour and lyle and i were sitting in chairs on his front porch we were you know, probably three or four beers in not not drunk but we definitely had a little bit of a buzz nice relaxed we were just chilling out on a nice summer day and then whoosh yeah and here yeah here's the thing i mean we're lao has a big six by six picture window on the front of his house little farmhouse it's got a big window right in the front (laughs) and we're sitting close enough that we're sharing the same table to put our beers on, a little bitty patio table set in between Right us. in front of the window. Right in front of the window. So we're literally framed in this picture window. And this rock, I think it was a rock, right? It was a yeah. or dirt club. Rock. Yeah. Come through there, and it sounded like... It sounded like someone shot a yeah. forty-five pistol. Oh, I my mean, gosh. Just, it hit that window and popped real loud, and him and I run for cover. and <laughs> Glasses everywhere. Glass went everywhere. Scared the shit out of us. Oh. Anyways, so that was one of the last times I mowed his yard, too. <laughs> or at least Logan did. Yeah. Anyhow, um, so, all right, so let's, let's get rolling on this, but here is the final question for you. Do you honestly think we're going to find a deeper meaning hidden in the act of taking care of your yard? Hell yes. Really? Yeah. All right. There's more All right. there. There's more there than meets the nose. All right. How, how about how much of a tangent do you think we're going to have to go on to discover we all have they, mommy issues? 
well, we're going to go on a huge, huge tangent. I want to explore this mommy issues thing you keep bringing up because I'm relatively certain that I don't have any of those. No. With my, with my single mother who uh, is a wonderful woman but has been very involved in my life. As he gets his sure. pen and paper out and starts writing. <laughs> All right, let's get to this. Let's just start out with a little bit of uh, history of why we mow our lawn and then yeah. dig down the psychology of it a little bit and talk about... Um, Tell me where all this shit started. Oh, prehistory. Way back when. Prehistory? Um, like, you mean prehistoric? Caveman, yeah, prehistoric. Okay. So, you know, you got these guys out there. They're not mowing a lawn, per se. They are chopping a little vegetation down, um, but primarily for their own safety. You know, these guys are out there. They're not going out there trying to get a golf course. They're out there trying to make sure that uh, the Tyrannosaurus Rex doesn't come here and eat them for lunch. Okay, so uh, here's, my <laughs> here's my question. A club... Seems, A, fairly easy to make and something that they would definitely have for, like, meat. Killing animals, right? Yep, Yep. I'm with you. What the hell are they using to chop the vegetation down with? (laughs) Maybe a... uh, They probably took the jawbone out of a uh, a pterodactyl or something. (laughs) Just, like, sawed it. I guess pterodactyls (laughs) don't have jawbones, do they? Uh, They have beaks. Beaks, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So some other thing, a a stegosaur. (laughs) (laughs) That's the one that has all the fins off the back of it, right? Yeah. Yeah. They probably tied a stick on one of those. Oh, that makes sense. That's like a built-in tour. Absolutely. All right. All right. That's what we're calling. So this guy's out there. All right. He's got a stegosaur on a stick, (laughs) and he's swinging it around. Sounds like a state fair item. (laughs) Stegosaur on a stick. Good God. Deep fry that damn thing. <laughs> See what it tastes like. All right. Uh, eventually, it started clearing land for the sake of hunting, fishing, uh, farming. Now you're you're in more recent history uh, okay. where you've had agricultural-related um, growers, hunters, and gatherers. Okay. So, so yeah. So we've moved we've moved past the like. Yeah. Now we're actually growing shit. Yeah. So I mean, that, these are just reasons we're clearing the land. We're still not into lawns. Mm-hmm. Um. The first sign of what might maybe be called a lawn would be medieval times, and but it was still for practical purposes. These are big castles that's clearing the land around them so they can see incoming armies. Again, their own safety because, you know, you don't want to get killed. Yeah. And finally you get to early English royalty, and that's where you see the first actual signs of yards and lawn, but it revolves mostly around the very wealthy people. Okay, so at this point, there's no real functionality. It's just people being pricks? Pretty much. I mean, you know, (laughs) it's the ones that can afford to be safe and not have the thing sneaking up on them is exactly why they're sneaking up on them. (laughs) Gotcha. So so it it starts out being like, like, I want to see if somebody's coming to attack me. It moves from that to like, hey, I want to show off everything that you should attack me for. Yeah, pretty much. Absolutely. (laughs) Look at my finery. (laughs) All right, all right, so all right. Uh, around there. 12th century, you have the Japanese start to develop uh, sod, which the first sod was basically old grazing grounds that has 
coming from their cattle or sheep or whatever they're okay. growing over there. And because they got this certain grass texture and consistency they like, when they'd move their animals, they would take that sod, they'd cut it up, and they'd move it over and transplant it. And eventually that become a certain... So like, like that's how they got their fields to be cultivated. So like a certain type of grass that doesn't have like a giant root system and stuff? I assume. I don't okay. really know much about what grass they was ro- uh, growing over there. Now... Hmm. Eventually, uh, sod was brought over to the United States with uh, early Japanese immigrants. And uh, I think we all know the story about them in World War II. So, um, wait. Which one? The concentration camps. The internment camps. Internment yeah. camps. Yeah, not gotcha. Camps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We like grounded them all up. So you have these little Japanese communities. Sorry, you know? my mind just totally blanked there. And I was like, yeah. I actually was looking at the screen. And I was like, when you said, I think we all know the story there. And I was like, oh no. Was it? <laughs> I was, don't have that story. Was it the one where they bombed Pearl Harbor? <laughs> or the one where we rounded them all up illegally and stuck them in camps? The oh, second God. one. The second one. That that would be the story I'm talking about. So uh, once piece we of had. Our history, by yeah. the way. All the way around, everything yeah. about that. Um, so basically, once you started having these groups of Japanese citizens, they started making their own little lawns out there because they brought that sod with them. Okay. And so you started making nice little areas. Um, this became an idealization mm-hmm. along about 1952 after the war was over. And you started getting GI per, uh, returning back home. And you would get the government wanted everybody to have a house. So they had builders go out and build these houses. They started creating loans for everybody to have it. Well, part of that look was to make all these houses look uniform and unique. And so they had yards. (laughs) This feels like a lot of used car salesman bullshit right here. Like, it feels like, hey, let's go build some cheap houses. We'll just throw up some plywood. Do they even have plywood then? Um, I'm. I don't think it was very widely used yet okay. in the '50s. That would be pretty. '50s largely was still used decking and stuff. We're gonna have to do a episode on wood. Um, <laughs> we, I, we can well, do it. I'm are, sure. We are can we do it. manscaping the wood? <laughs> Just around it. Do a third episode. (laughs) And therein lies the dick jokes. (laughs) No, here's what I'm getting at. Um, What was I getting? Oh, shit. I don't know. But I was talking about the uh, GI housing. Oh, used car salesman. Okay. This sounds like some used car salesman bullshit to me. Like, let's go out and build some cheap houses on some crappy land that's just nothing but, like, in my mind, it's, like, red clay dirt. They won't grow anything except for, like, weeds. And they just, like, scalp it and throw some, like, what essentially is, like, astroturf, except that they maybe didn't have astroturf. Like, it's just, like, yes, it's grass, but, like, those root systems, like, how does that... Does this actually work? Does saw to actually work? Well, um, it does. It does. It works quite well, actually. As far as... Okay. It just disregard <laughs> everything I just said. As, <laughs> as far as the housing and the cheapness, I don't know. I, I, I feel like... They're probably okay housing. I mean, stuff in the oh, 50s was still I'm built pretty well. Well, everything gets worse by the minute, right? But, but, but yeah, but as soon as you say GI, you want to say, okay, this is probably junk. So. Well, you get what I'm getting at, right? Is that yeah. like, I, I'm in my mind, I'm picturing these like, you know, cookie cutter houses that go in and they just like paint the lawns green and it looks great for the first like, you know, 
two yeah. years, and then it's like, oh, why is my yard turning into clay? Well, I think this must have it been a real clay. thing, because from there, it caught on. Okay. This become the ideology of American way of life, to have that yard you maintain and the pretty little pink house in the corner, just like John Mellencamp says. Yeah, little pink houses. I mean, yeah. I mean that is... So when we were talking about this episode, this that is the image that pops into mind is like, well, pop mowing the lawn and like that sort of manicured 50s lifestyle, right? Like of all the things that have held over from that era of the 1950s, um, that's one that still to this day kind of permeates yep. culture, especially male culture um, of like, there's something manly about mowing the lawn and taking pride in your lawn, right? Yep, I, I totally agree. You said something while ago about a yard full of weeds, and uh, I had actually put this definition down on the side because I was kind of curious uh-huh. what no. what a weed was. And do yeah. you have any idea what a weed is? I'll tell you what a weed is. A weed is nothing. A weed is nothing. As a farmer... Here's the thing. What what's a weed in your front lawn is amazing for your cattle, right? And so it just depends. It's just you're growing plants. What kind of plants do you want in front in front of your house? You're actually extremely spot on in this definition. Mm-hmm. So basically, uh, the tongue and cheek definition is anything that you don't want growing where you want it to grow. Yeah. Is a weed. Yeah. So in what, as you said, one case, that grass is, well, is, is wanted, but in another case, it's a complete weed. But if a rose bush pops up the middle of your thorn yeah. field or your yeah. cornfield, it's, it's weed. So here's the kicker. Um, being a farmer, being a cattle farmer, um, <clears throat> some of the native prairie grasses, right, have like these massive root systems. I mean, they, they'll go... The roots will go down six, seven feet, right? Crazy deep root systems, which is the exact opposite of sod. But because they have those deep root systems and they're native to the area, they're like they're much more um, hardy when it comes to like droughts that happen seasonally, or where rainy seasons that happen seasonally. Like they're cool seasons and warm season grasses and all that stuff. And what my frustration is as as a farmer is. People go in and they'll like clear their land and they'll just like sow just tons of like fescue in Kentucky bluegrass and stuff, you know, and that's, they're great grasses, but they're not native. And so you need like a mixture of all that stuff. Yeah. Weirdly enough, I seen an article that said Kentucky bluegrass was also from Japan, which seems really weird. You know, I, I know one guy who's Japanese. I think he's actually he's like like natively from Japan. Who's a banjo player? I do not know him. Okay. A, that was a really bad joke. A really bad bluegrass joke. <laughs> Trying oh, to tie him. That yeah. was uh, we yeah. ought to edit that out. That was terrible. <laughs> Holy cow. Yeah. That don't even deserve to be on here. Tell me another dick joke. No. <laughs> Jeez Louise. 
All right, here's a couple more little interesting facts, and I'm going to let you take over on the next half of notes that we have. So, uh, the surface of Earth's covered in roughly 70% of water, which means that 29% of it is land. Of this 29%, 20% is grass. That is roughly 418 million blades of grass per person alive, which is a lot of dang grass. Yeah. About one-fifth of the land in the United States is used for agriculture, and there's nearly 50 thousand square miles of lawn being grown somewhere near 40 million acres in the lower 48 states that is That's a insane. lot of grass those that's no- doing nothing those numbers are like hard to like yeah. even interpret yeah, yeah that is uh let's see i think uh, 2005 nasa estimated uh derived from satellite imaging turf grasses occupying 1.9 percent of the surface of the continental united states which would be the single largest irrigated crop in the country man so yeah well we'll get into this later but that's that's a big frustration point to me of people not not respecting or honoring like their native landscapes um in whether yeah well i go back to that whole uh, i cut my grass for a reason i want it to look good and all that but i also want that crap to like be low because i don't want them damn snakes around me you do you hate snakes i well i mean i don't want them near me they're fine if they can stay in the pasture <laughs> it's fine i don't want them up there you keep a nice low grass they normally don't get anywhere near you because they puts them out in the open for birds of prey and stuff and they usually stay away mm-hmm. now Having said all of that, I just pulled a five-foot black snake out of my garage last weekend. By me, I mean I had my girlfriend, because fuck that shit. But anyways, nice. nice. damn thing was trying to like get out the window. It freaked me out. I was like, nope. Just a black nope, snake? Nope, nope. Yeah. I mean, ah. I know it wasn't going to hurt me, but I and I, we didn't kill it, but I wasn't picking it up, and I wasn't touching it. So uh, They are a little, little creepy. Um and so how did that, like, so you cut your lawn super short so there's no snakes in it, so they just, here's, just reside in your house Here's now? the odd thing. <laughs> that particular weekend I that I work. cut my yard, mm-hmm. I actually cut it on one notch higher than I normally cut oh, it. Oh, shit, dude, there's your problem. That was exactly, I was like, <laughs> nope, nope, we're going back to the lowest setting. Oh, good Lord. All right, let's good talk Lord. about lawnmowers, and you got tasked with the... Um, the actual device, the assignment of figuring out yeah. something about lawnmowers. Yeah. So yeah. So you you said, hey, why don't you take this section on actual lawnmowers, even though you don't mow we, your own. Lawn. We absolutely <laughs> should switch these because I don't know anything about grass, and I had to look all that up. So I guess we're gonna, you know, we should have titled this uh, um, show uh, "Come Learn with Us" or something. Switcheroo. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So here's uh, here's what I've learned. Uh, right. So the first quote-unquote lawnmower patent um, was issued in England in 1830. All right. Now, uh, that was the budding dude. I've heard yeah. this name thrown around a bunch, right? The Edwin Budding. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so he got this idea. He visited a like a cloth factory, like a fabric factory, and they had these um, machines that... Um, uh, were basically reels, and they had like kind of like razor blades on them, and they would spin. And what they would do is, is they would cut the nap off the wool, like those little little balls that kind of ball up on your fabric. Um, this reel would spin, and the blade would chop that off. And that's where he got the idea to be like, oh, I think 
And I think this stuff could, like the same concept, could cut grass. It sounds like my wood planer. Yeah, yeah, actually, that's probably a pretty good analogy. Yeah. All right. So we move forward. Um, it comes to the United States at some point. We He makes this, like, contraption right now, this early contraption drawn by horses. It's a big, giant, it's everything you would imagine an 1800s piece of machinery would be. Like, oh, yeah. cast iron. Huge. Weighs, like, five tons. And because it weighs so heavy. Still exists in someone's field today. Oh, yeah, it's just rotting. Because it's so heavy, you got to <coughs> almost think like a, like a plow um, type scenario. So you couldn't push it. You They had horses pull them. Now, you think about a horse pulling a contraption to cut your grass and a human behind it. My mower is 29 horses. Yeah, no, it's yeah, yeah, not different horses. <laughs> All right. So... Please finish your story, then. You've been in a barn lot before. Like, horses are not, like, super, like, gentle on no soft dirt uh, and grass. Or your toes. <laughs> yeah. They literally would wrap their hooves with, like, soft leather so they wouldn't, like, dimple the lawn too much. I don't think I'd enjoy mowing nearly as much if I had to go through all of this. It sounds awful, right? It sounds just wretched uh so over that course of the next like 40 years or so uh that version makes its way to the united states now in 1859 a guy named thomas green uh was the guy that was the first guy that built the the first chain driven mower all right so now we're kind of like getting into a new era it's a lighter machine it makes it a lot easier to cut your lawn uh, his first machine was called the Silens Messer, I think. Uh, yeah. I don't know how to pronounce that, but I'm going to call it Silent Running. All right. So the design changes out throughout the years. It had to have been German. Yeah, surely, right? Right? I think so. So that was his big, big contribution. Um, but the one... So that was 1859. Somewhere around 1868 is where we get the the standard lawnmower that you think of when you think of, like, 1950s lawnmower. So the little thing with the two wheels you push around that has the spiral blades yeah, that spin? like that the, the real, which actually is probably the most closely resembling the original concept of those cloth-cutting reels, yeah. right? Yeah. So, uh, in 1868, Amaria uh, Amar- Hills? Man, I would call it Amaria. Amaria. That sounds more 1800s-y. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm going to say he has a little bonnet on and everything. <laughs> so, Amaria Hills, uh, he's awarded the first U.S. patent for that machine. Um, two years later, a guy named Elwood McGuire from Indiana designed another machine um, that was like a little lighter and was sort of more mass produced. It seems like a lot of designing in a short amount of time for people. Yeah, well, I mean, you're talking 1830 to what? Uh, now we're sitting at 1870. So, yeah, I mean, this stuff's moving pretty quick. So, apparently, there's a demand. It's like a need that people didn't well, now, know. according to what I said, there was no demand until 1952. Well, 
Are these all commercial mowers? Is, is this people mowing their yards know. with this stuff? What? I have no idea. Maybe it's just, maybe there's a, just a demand with the rich folks in the 1800s. Uh, it could be. Is there a lot of rich folks? Yeah, does like, it only really take one? That's like uh, that's like robber baron era, so surely, right? Um, here's the thing. By 1885, America's manufacturing about 50,000 of these machines, right? And that's they're shipping them crazy. All over the place. Um, 50,000 in 1885? Yeah. The, wow. Those, I just thought like 50. <laughs> right? <That's, laughs> but those, like, those little hand push real mowers like the the ones we just talked about right those are mostly mass produced between eight, 1918 and 1925 um, and I still remember them I remember my uncles and stuff having those and playing with them as a kid and stuff you know yeah. we, we didn't mow with them well, we I just, played with one when I was three yeah we, we didn't mow with them we just pushed them around like the popper yeah popper ones yeah well oh yeah them too <laughs> absolutely heck yeah so my mom hated them a lot <laughs> I bet <laughs> so we're moved from that now we're starting to move into like like industrial revolution territory now we're getting some so the now 20s we're, now we're cooking with gas and we are also mowing with gas in 1921 that's when the first like gas engine mower that's purposely for that is built uh, it makes it possible to cut four acres in one day which is not very much I was going to say I might yard two acres and do it in two hours <laughs> but yeah Good so, on them, though. Good so on they, them. They keep, uh, they keep tweaking stuff. Yeah, it just keeps going on and on and on. 1938, Toro, um, which is... Um, the guy that makes the... The mowers, like Toro Mowers, T-O-R-O. Oh, wow. Like okay. That guy. In 1938... I was going to um, make a joke there, but it's apparently you're totally serious. So. He's the guy... <laughs> he, 1938, he makes the first one that's intended for, like, normal people, homeowners, like... Not, not giant buildings. And so from there on, I guess it's all kind of the same mower. Because I mean, push mowers hasn't changed much, as far as I can tell. Not in a long time. Yeah. And so, yeah, from that point, they just keep making. I mean, God, it goes, it goes on and on and on, right? It goes from like push mowers to like, like I don't know when the first rider was made, but you know, they just keep making improvements, 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 and it just goes nuts <laughs> all right so now we have reason to mow and things to do it with. <sighs> that was a lot of history that was a lot of history and uh now we're going to try to tie it all to back together just as soon as we have one more word from our sponsors and uh um you know, eventually we're going to have uh, hopefully the next episode too. If you're a Patreon subscriber, uh, while you're helping us be a sponsor, you're going to have some uh, live streaming abilities that you're going to yeah be able to enjoy with us and watch us make fools ourselves and <laughs> you drink can, slam you can down us. as many drinks as we can between sponsors and all that stuff. Yeah, and uh, then we'll come right back. All right, guys, welcome back. Um, we want to like, thank all the sponsors that we had, which was right now none. But, you know, <laughs> you, hey, you bastards. If you want to sponsor the show, you could have just been right there right now. Oh, man. And it would have been so good. Like, it would have been amazing. Your business 
whatever it is could have just sold a ton of I, stuff. Yeah, I'm sure. To, uh, Lyle and I probably both would have bought something yeah, like right ten, then and there. Tens of people would have been would have been oh, buying your stuff. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> All right, let's break this down and see if we can actually pull off what we said we was set out to do to begin with. <laughs> Why which, do you have such little doubt in this? Because it's the first episode. I have <laughs> no idea if we're actually going to be able to do this or not. We, we can do it. We, we can do, can it. do yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely, because we're men, menly men, mm-hmm. men in tights. <laughs> That's the best show. <laughs> if you ever want to have your manhood checked, just watch that show. That's just the best. <laughs> Love it. All right. Um, psychology behind why we mow the lawn, the American lawn specifically, is the uh, as I'm looking at an article from PsychologyToday.com. Yeah, yeah. Um, so reading reading down through this, like mostly what they're talking about is like it's stress relief, right? Yeah. I mean, psycho psychologically, it, when you mow the lawn, it's one of those like mundane activities that you just sort of zone out and you start thinking about your your own stuff. And I will say that when I cut my own grass on the rare, rare occasion, I can get there. So for me, it does have a large bit of stress relief involved with why I mow my grass. When I go out there, it's pretty much to zone out, to just that's because you have Be those, like, those fancy noise-canceling headphones. I do. I like my noise-canceling <laughs> headphones, but, it, it, you know, and they're not that fancy, actually. I got them off Amazon for, like, 26 bucks. I like the old days where you, where I used to mow the lawn, and I had these, like, cheap earbuds. And I had, had like, blast the, like, my uh, phone up or my MP3 player. That's that's where I'm at, age-wise. Um, as, like, loud as yeah, I but possibly you're, could. You are an old fuck. <laughs> And I am 10 years older than you are. Mm, yeah, yeah, that's fair. Well, but so... Like, but you wear those cheap headphones, and then you get done mowing the lawn. You had to turn it way up over you, the mower. You talk about the Walkman style, the little yeah. bitty buttons that stick over your ears? Yeah. Uh, and then you, you'd you get, like, done mowing the lawn, and, like, you couldn't hear shit for, like, three hours. No. <laughs> I, I started out using, like, the in-ear you know, yeah. little things you plug into your phone. I, and it was fine, but they kept getting yanked out of my head because I mm-hmm. would, you know, catch them with my thumb or get them snagged on a tree limb. Yep. And then I tried the uh, uh, wireless earbuds. They'd get randomly fall out, and I'd damn near mow over them. Yeah. And I ended up with a pair of uh, just an over-the-ear headphone style that sealed up really good. And I'm mean, for 26 bucks, the ones I got, I love. Yeah, you got to send that link. Absolutely love. I, I've tried them on. They're they're awesome. Yeah, they're they're pretty comfortable. And they, you flip a switch over behind your left ear. There's a little switch you flip up, and it immediately, when you say noise canceling, it is legit just shuts the world out. I can't even hear the mower with a little music running, and I always have a blues playlist I mow with. Bam. And, and I'm just, yeah, after that, I just zone out, man. And for me, it is just absolutely, for those two hours, I can just be in my own head, and I don't have to worry about nothing else. Hmm. Okay, well, so that makes a little sense, right? So, so uh, psychologytoday.com, you're correct. It's a stress reliever. I, I totally sign on to that. So far, so far, I'm with it. So, all right. Number two thing they say is health benefits. Health now, benefits? I, 
I, I can't quite on, on your $13,000 grasshopper mower where you're just sitting there drinking a beer and mowing the lawn. Yeah, I can't <laughs> quite get behind that personally because of... Um, because of your giant ass expensive mower. Yeah, so I just push a couple <laughs> of levers and it just I run about thing. 20 miles an hour. Yeah, it, it doesn't do the things. But here, here's the health benefits that is listed by uh, um, Hardin Park Lawns. Um, they talk about calming your mind, which we just kind of call, talked about that as well. Yeah. But they also talk about the cardio benefits. Um, I assume that's got to be like the push mower. Yeah, we're right? talking yeah. about a push mower all the way here. This is absolutely push mower, or uh, oh, you know, or you could go to one of those old-fashioned real mowers like we just Man, talked about. That and, is so and much if work. that's the case, yeah, you're you're doing way more than what I'm those, talking about. Those real mowers are like everyone thinks they're romantic, right? Everyone like I don't know how many like girlfriends I had that thought like like oh like we should get that, and I'm like we have a lot of <laughs> you, lawn. Like this is you not, go do that. Yeah, um, I mean it's you got to move. You gotta run those things pretty quick. Yeah, you gotta take a little sprint to get those to cut right. Well, here is something that I uh, did find interesting: was the calorie count, the calorie burn while mowing a yard. So, Ooh. cutting the grass, okay. um, I'm in, is basically estimated to be like going on a brisk, a very fast-paced jog, slow run. Is how about how what you're estimated to do here? If you want to follow along, you can uh, figure out exactly. How many calories you burn if you want to try this low? I want to. Okay, yeah, I want to. What do I need? A calculator? Uh, yeah, grab your calculator. Okay. Uh, right, you guys right, follow I'm along ready. at home as well. I'll give you a couple <coughs> seconds to grab your uh, calculator. So right. if you're going to mow, everybody kind of give a number in your head how long it takes you to mow your yard. All right, five, four, three, two, one. Okay, got it. All right, take your weight. Oh God. In pounds. Okay. All right. Divide by two point two. Two point two. Now multiply that answer by 0.08 if you're using an actual power mower, not one of the sickle mowers. Okay. Now multiply that answer uh-huh. by how many minutes you spent mowing. Minutes. So if it's an hour and a half, 90. Hmm. On a so, push mower? On a push mower. So, oh, for example, yeah. a 150-pound yeah. person pushing a, pu- a power mower, a push mower... For 15 minutes would burn 82 calories, which is comparable to briskly walking a mile in the same amount of time. How big of a yard? I mean, it depends on you. I say 15 minutes will burn 82 calories. That's insane. Yeah, my number is like 850. Yeah, back that up. Do that reverse math to see how how chunky I've gotten over the last year. Well, we can't because you didn't say how many hours or minutes you spent mowing. 90. 90. Okay. All right. uh, divide All right. by, divide by 90, students. divide by 0. .08, <laughs> multiply 2.2, and you'll have his, uh, his weight if you really need to know. Yeah. Uh, no, here's the kicker. That's a ton of calories. Yeah, no, I agree. Get me another beer, please. I think I'm going to get a one. I'm going to get a You deserve more. one after that. We didn't bring a uh, safety beer in with us. Oh, man. Oh, no. For the after show with no safety beer, we're going to have to pause. Uh, there's one final thing that they have listed here for health benefits, and that is scent. And uh, I didn't understand what they meant when they put that down. Do you, I'm sorry. Did you say scent? scent? S-C-E-N-T. Scent. Smell. Are you? Okay. 
nostril activity. No, I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm just I'm wondering if I'm nose. getting a uh, in your nose sensey sales pitch right here. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Have you joined some tiered marketing program? <laughs> well, I mean, this could be a sensey sales pitch. So basically, they say the uh, scent of a freshly cut lawn may act as a stress reliever for you. So it goes back to that very oh. first point of yeah. just de-escalating and calming down. I can't say that that does much for me. Honestly, I'm more in the camp of you where I smell freshly cut lawn and immediately clog my sinuses up. So <laughs> no, that's probably not going to be. It, it does, but I love it. Yeah, I love no, it. I like I it. Will, like, there's something nice about stepping onto a freshly cut lawn and going like, yeah, like it makes it literally makes me want to go like, let's play ladder ball. Let's let's I, do some. I mowed my yard ball. this morning and I was happy to have it done. Um, I mean, I, I could see, I guess, some benefit of smelling that smell, but I don't know if it's something I care that much about. Okay, so... In the rain, I do. I mean, let me put that back. There's a, but it's more <laughs> about the rain than it is the yard. All right, so we talked about the psychology. We've talked or talked about the history of this stuff. So we've covered a lot of topics. Now, how does this relate to men? Right? Well... It probably most relates with the very last topic that we missed, which is pride. And that is the one that um, Psychology Today talks about a lot. Okay. And I think that's when we talk about the 1950s man's view of his lawn. I think a lot of that has to do with pride. There's a lot of pride going on. I will be the first to admit (laughs) that uh, I mow my yard firstly out of enjoyment, but secondly does fall pride. Yeah, Actually, I, no, I think it says pride falls before... So anyway, that's a different thing. Go before ahead. the fall? Pride yeah, well, I quit, pride, mowing, I quit mowing in late fall, so... Pride cometh before the fall. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. See? Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, just so many levels. So many, le- so many levels. Oh. Anyways, uh, yeah, so I, I like mowing, and I like the way my yard looks. However, my level of pride may not be on the same as what you might be thinking. <laughs> I mow for myself. Um, I would be embarrassed to have someone else come that doesn't know me see my yard if it wasn't mowed appropriately. I like the way it looks. I like the way it's done in a certain way. I take pride in my yard because it's my possession. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that I have pride uh, because of it. So, you know, I, I don't look at my yard and I'm like, hey, beat my chest. I'm the man. I, I, I don't want my yard in any kind of contest or any crap like that. I yeah, have no yeah. interest in you that. Want, no, no, uh, you don't want, you don't want no ribbons. No, I'm not looking for any ribbons, any rewards whatsoever. Yeah. I just like to know that my yard's taken care of. So I think it's kind of like, it's, it comes down to a thing of like, Creating your own space, right? And oh, maintaining. Please your tell own me space. how we're going to wrap this up. What do you mean? Well, oh, I don't know. You you sound like you're getting ready to launch into <laughs> into the, the break this down for me, and I am so excited to figure out exactly how everything that we've said for the last hour mm. mm-hmm. could possibly have a damn thing to do with uh, my psychology. 
<clears throat> All right, Sensei, go. All right, I've, I've. All right, shoot I, your tequila. I, no, no you're not doing tequila. No, right? no, I've moved on. You moved on. I've got. Why the, do you think I'm about to wrap this up? I'm. You got in the infinity bottle. I've gone into the infinity whiskey bottle. Ooh, if you don't know what infinity whiskey bottle is, we'll have to do an episode on that. But it's, the short it's, answer is we mix all the whiskey together. <laughs> it can be good or it can be bad. Ours is okay right now. It's got a minty finish. It is. <laughs> All right, so uh, anyhow, thanks okay. you guys for hanging with us this far. Now we're going to see if we can actually tie this together like we promised we would to begin with. That was a, that was a hard promise. That's a that hard a- promise. I am setting you up for the fall, Mr. Pride. Oh. Oh. I know, got to the mummy issue. That was yet. pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing like bringing it back home, right? So what I think about mowing the lawn, I think it's like making your bed. It's about, it's like uh, it's keeping your house clean. It's, you know, we don't, we live, we don't, our culture's not really where we're like ironing our pants every day and, and starching our shirts, but like, it's, oh, that, God. it's that sort of thing where it's like, be presentable, have some decent hygiene, take care of your space. And if you can't do those things, then you damn sure shouldn't be telling anyone else what to do. And you also, like, you probably just need to like, take a little time, right? So... That's where I'm at with mowing the lawn in terms of being a dude. I think that it is one of those small things that factor into your life that you can take a little pride in. Not showy pride, but like selfish personal pride where you pull out of the driveway and you go, you know what? My house is in order. And now because my house is in order, I can go out and go into the world and I can take care of whatever other shit's out there. But I know that when I come home at night, my house is in order. Okay, you you uh, hit upon, in a different fashion, you hit upon one of the same points that I landed uh, when I was thinking about this and how it would relate to me specifically, and that was control. Um, for me, a yard, my yard in, in particular, is mm-hmm. something that is directly under my control. Everything about that yard, and it's it's look is under my control. I mean, short of uh, mechanical failures, weather disasters, things like that, where I can't get out there and mow. But my yard and what it looks like and what people perceive of my yard is 100% something within my control. And it's a reflection on yourself. I I feel so, yes. Like when people come out of like, yeah, I mean, like if your lawn's a little long, it's not the end of the world. But if your lawn is like, you know, like knee high, yeah, people, uh, I mean, I think at least like people are gonna look at you and go like, man, like that guy may be a cool dude, but he's a shit show. So do person. you think um, mowing your lawn is going to make the world a better place, or do you think uh, that maybe lawns in itself is a whole different bright issue? Man, uh, here's the thing: I think that lawns. I have a real problem with lawns in the traditional sense of like sod, like nothing but a monoculture plant uh, in an area that doesn't need to be supporting or can't support that specific plant. All right, well, let's I, make this about you then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, But I do think that lawns, if you're talking lawns in terms of like Keeping the front of your house um, uh, aesthetically pleasing, right? Whether that be, maybe you put 
raised big gardens in the front of your house. It doesn't have to be the standard, like, like, you know, two inches of Kentucky bluegrass with no crabgrass in it, no dandelion weeds, you know, mowed perfectly every, every Saturday morning. It doesn't have to be that image, but I do think... Better not be two inches. Time to mow again. There might be a snake in there. <laughs> there might be a snake in that grass. That's right. I think that it's important to maintain what's what is yours. If you have it, you should take care of it, and you should take pride in it, and you should, uh, you know, just have it well maintained. I think that is probably the message of the day. When you break this entire podcast down, it's take care of what you got. Yeah. And, and be proud of it. And if you can't be proud of it, let it go. Yeah, Do this something is something else. people can see you've got your stuff together. Yeah. I mean, it may not be a true reflection of your inside person, but uh, it certainly isn't going to hurt to take the time out to uh, give a good reflection of yeah. what you have. Yeah, I think that's, yes, there we go. Problem solved. All right, well... <laughs> That's it. We've done it. That is it for our regular show today. If uh, you are a Patreon subscriber, then in future episodes, just hang around, and we're going to have a plus extension right after this that I think we're tentatively calling the Man Club. Yeah, women that's sounds, welcome sounds because about right. Men like women in their club. <laughs> Join us in live chat as we keep discussing everyday life while we finish the drinks that we've got. We'll probably hang out for another 20 or 30 minutes, and uh, if you're in the chat room with us, we'll sit and, and BS with you and, uh, you know, talk about whatever. It's probably not going to be mowing our lawns. Um, we'll yeah. We'll talk about what we're drinking and we'll basically have a have a beer with you yeah. uh, virtually, and if you're in the area, I'm sure we can arrange that as well. Yeah, make sure you put in the comments what you're drinking. Yeah. All right. Well, until next time. Be kind to one another. Respect yourself. Remember where you came from. Watch where you're going. And take a deep breath. And hey, as Red Green said, we're all in this together.